Welcome to Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Your host is Ellen Etoff, the soulful sex coach. Our program will take you beyond the sex you've been experiencing and open up a whole new world of intimacy. You've got a lot to learn today, so let's get started. Here is Ellen Etoff. Are you ready for an ecstatic love life? I am. The subject today is Good Vibes for Love and Sex, Why Being on the Same Wavelength Matters. Now, how would you explain chemistry, the, the kind we sometimes feel or don't feel with another person, especially when there's a potential for a romantic connection? So, is it actually vibrational resonance? You know, true love is hard to find, and sometimes it's hard to maintain it once you do find it. Being comfortable and in tune with another person is something that we all seek. But why do some couples hit it off right away while others struggle? Now, I love to explore the science behind subtle energies that impact all of us. And today we're going to explore the good vibes and how to get in sync with others to form stronger relationships by mastering one thing that connects all living and non-living things. And that is waves. My guest is Dr. Brett Wade, author of the Ikahi Method, Masters, Master the Waves of Life. But first, if you're listening to the show live and would like to ask a question or offer a comment during the show, you can do so in, in two ways. One is to call 1-866-472-5795. That number will be given on the break as well. Or you can send me an email at radioshow at ecstatica.com. That's R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W, one word, at E-X-T-A-T-I-C-A.com. And, and that email is only used during the live shows. So, my guest is Dr. Brett Wade. He's a PhD doctor and the author of the groundbreaking new book called The Ikahi Method, Master the Waves of Life. And Ikahi means um, one in Hawaiian. And as a practicing physical therapist for nearly 20 years, Dr. Wade became aware of the possibility that our own frequencies, our own waves, may not affect only our health, but our relationships. He explains how, much like radio waves, human beings are always on their own frequency. The harmonies between different types of people, things, and environments are what we casually refer to as good vibes. Wade developed a frequency profile as a way of quantifying people's base frequency into one of five base frequencies defined by color. He calls them red, yellow, green, blue, and violet. Now, on this show, you're going to discover that our measurable base frequencies are actually waves that interact with other people's waves. And sometimes these waves can be amplified or flattened by another person and external sources. So we're going to explore how to tune your own frequency, how to set your base frequency, um, how to send and respond to external frequencies, and most importantly, in this case, how to improve relationships through adjusting your frequency. So welcome, Dr. Brett Wade. Thanks so much for having me, Ellen. That's an excellent introduction. Oh, well, great. So as I'm delighted that you're here. So as I understand it, since everything on the planet is comprised of atoms, everything, mm-hmm. then including humans, emanates at least some degree of an electrical field. And as right. humans, we actually transmit this electrical energy 
to the level where our vibes affect each other, right? Do I have that right? You got it, exactly. Yeah, everything, all matter, of course, as you said, is made up of atoms. And everything between all living and non-living things, again, composed of atoms, does radiate some kind of wavelength, even things that don't appear to have any movement to them at all. Yeah, like rocks. about a rock <laughs> or a desk, it all will still have some wiggle, some wave to it. Right. And we are all absolutely connected and affected by these waves. So I think most of us instinctively know that some people and some environments affect us negatively or positively. But did you come up with this idea that our health and relationships could be affected specifically by waves or frequencies uh, from other people and environments? Like, how did, how did you come up with that? Yeah, that's a great question. So as you said in the introduction, I'm a physical therapist. And when I was practicing as a physical therapist in Hawaii back in the mid to late 90s, I really started to notice that some of my patients, I had this really easy connection with them. And as a result of a good connection, I was able to really assist them much better in their journey to health. I also started to notice that in my personal relationships, some people I really, again, had this really strong connection with, and we've always used these words like resonate or we're on the same wavelength. So I really began to wonder a little bit about why is it that some people I easily resonate with and some people I don't. And I wanted to do some research into that. So I spent about the next 15 years of my life kind of refining and making up this frequency profile, putting it together. And the frequency profile as it is now takes into account your heart rate and your breathing rate and seven other questions to get to the essence of your energy, which I again call base frequency. And that's really how it all started. And once I found that, the most fascinating part of it was I was able to, with that profile, divide people from red, yellow, green, blue, and violet. And it's really important to note that this has nothing to do with personality. In fact, base frequency can be thought of more like the engine in your car. It sort of drives the energy. And then the outside, the details are really your personality. The details of the car would be your personality. But this energy, again, red, yellow, green, blue, and violet, are representative of a wavelength. In fact, all light, of course, travels in the form of a wave. If we think about a rainbow, it goes from red to violet, red being that lower wavelength or longer wavelength, and violet being a much shorter wavelength or a higher frequency. And what I found was that when people got together, let's say similar base frequencies, two reds got together, for example, those people naturally would use words like, I feel like I really resonate with these people, this person. The interesting part was they exchanged no words. In fact, they sat back to back. They couldn't see each other. And they had 12 inches between them. And those two people of the same base frequency would describe this word resonance. Conversely, so you took different groups of people, different couples of people, and put them in this position right. to, to see what their responses were, people who tested differently for your that's, base that's frequencies. That's exactly right. So I had a group of people uh, do the base frequency, and then I just divided them up and randomly would bring them in and two people at a time. And again, when those similar base frequencies were together, that's when they described resonance. So it's really important to understand what that word resonate or resonance means. It really means this amplification of energy. And a good example, or when we can see this in a really practical level, is we've all heard of an opera singer who when they hit just the right pitch or the right frequency, right. they're able to shatter, shatter crystal. And it just increases the energy of the atoms and they cause this glass or this crystal to shatter. So that's really what happens with resonance between people. Their frequencies, when similar, 
come together and raise their energy up, and they just naturally feel better around each other. So, um, first of all, you, since you did refer to the color spectrum, and I'm very yeah. focused on color, I use color in my healing work, I'm wondering why mm. you only include five frequencies rather than the seven colors of the yeah. rainbow. That's an excellent question. Uh, when I initially developed the profile, I did start with seven, and then I actually um, I tried five, and I've tried three, and five seemed to be the best fit. And the reason for that is when I went with seven, the divisions between the the range of heart rate and the range of breathing rate was just too fine. It was it was um, too granular. I needed to separate mm-hmm. that out a little mm-hmm. bit. Otherwise, I really felt I couldn't get a clear description or definition between those categories. So in other words, between an orange and a yellow was just, it was a little too close and I, I felt I couldn't get good separation on them. Right, so it okay. It made a lot more sense to um, eliminate a couple of colors. I see, okay. So um, by the way, um, listeners, I want you to know that at the end of the show, we're going to tell you how you can, for free, take uh, the, the assessment and to determine your own base frequency. But since it takes about 10 minutes to do, I don't want to distract you from this information. But once the show's over, you can do that. And then if you also get the transcripts um, on my website, ecstatica.com slash show, we'll also put up um, the, the link to that. So you can um, definitely find out what your base frequency is. Don't worry about that. So exactly um, how do people produce frequencies? Is it just that that's the, the rate at which all the atoms in their body are vibrating? and are, Wouldn't they all vibrate at different rates for different organs and such? Yeah, that's right. It is, um, so that's certainly true. So basically everything, it, all the atoms are going to produce some kind of a wavelength. Now some of the energy or the wavelengths that are produced are really difficult to measure. It's all, you know, really difficult to measure, for example, the wavelengths coming off a specific atom. So if we pull back a little bit and start looking at individual tissues, though, they start to really produce a measurable wavelength. A great example of this is most people are familiar with what an EKG would look like. So if you had some electrodes put on your heart and you were to look at the tracings on a graph, well, it looks kind of like a spiky wave. And again, people are probably familiar with putting electrodes on your head. We call that electroencephalogram. And what does that measure? It measures brain waves. So these are good examples of how our body produces waves and we can see it visually. So our brain waves are one example and then our heart. So what does the heart and the brain have in common in, in terms of producing waves? Well, they produce relatively strong waves. Nerves are excellent uh, sources of producing waves. The simple shifting of ions or charged particles produces a, a fairly strong and a fairly measurable wavelength. And this wavelength doesn't stay contained within the the, the body itself, it actually tends to emanate out. So we can measure it somewhat from a distance. If you wanted to take even the best example of a wavelength that really radiates from the body from a long distance, that would be infrared. And again, you probably have seen maybe on television where you can take an infrared camera and see somebody from quite a distance. They'll show up, in fact, as a different color. So wavelengths are given off by the body and, again, felt at quite a distance away. So the big sources are heat, which, again, is produced primarily by the total body vibrations, and then uh, nerves, particularly nerves of the brain and nerves of the heart, which is a really big source of the production of these waves. So 
I'm quite familiar with brainwave entrainment and, um, you know, that we do have different speeds of brainwaves during different uh, times of day and, and things we're involved in like sleep versus balancing a checkbook versus meditating. And um, also, of course, everybody knows that your heart rate speeds up when you're exercising and slows down when you're at rest. So how do these all come together to create one base frequency or would it change throughout the course of the day? Yeah, that's a really great question. So first of all, I like to think of base frequency in general as a, it's like your fingerprint more or less, it doesn't change. I mean, there will be some fluctuation of it, but generally speaking, your resting heart rate and your resting breathing rate generally stays pretty consistent. Now, as you said, it does tend to fluctuate a little bit. What we're talking about, though, is what it's like at rest. And we'll get into this, but uh, the really important thing that I teach my patients and my clients is that every day they need to make sure that they ground back to that resting base frequency. Oh, so it does change according to our environment or other people, as you were referring to, uh, but our base is where our our sort of source is? That's right. So it will get pushed and pulled around a little bit, but it it should at the end of each day or whenever you want to find time to be in your space, your, your space, your area in which you can reset. For some people, that might be their bedroom. For some people, it might be some other space in their house which they can, again, find themselves and bring themselves back to that base frequency. The other part with waves that's important, and I discussed this in the book, it's not just frequency, but of course with a wave, not only does a wave move up and down, but the height of that wave is really an important thing too. And in wave terminology, we describe that as amplitude. Right. And in the uh, Ikahi method, we just simply describe that as how your energy moves up and down throughout the day. So waves not only change their frequency somewhat throughout the day, but they do raise up and down as well. Okay, so um, how can knowing your base frequency affect your relationships and your health? Right. I'll, um, I'll start with health first of all. So I've been treating patients for o- over two decades now, and I developed an interest fairly fairly early into my career with treating people with chronic chronic illness, things like multiple sclerosis or uh, rheumatoid arthritis or fibromyalgia. These were some conditions that I really liked to treat. Why I liked it was it was really unclear as to what brought on this illness. And still with those three diseases that I've mentioned, it isn't exactly clear. But what we know for sure with all disease is that there is an imbalance that happens. So I started treating my patients very differently. I started looking at them as a a whole person, a whole person as a product of an environment. And what does their environment, what effect does the environment have on their health? And when I had that frequency profile finally finished, I started to bring my patients in and I would ask them questions about, describe to me your living environment. In fact, I would even go to their homes take a look at their environment and how that might be affecting them. Probably the most important piece, though, was I wanted to know who they spent the most time with. Mm. I wanted to see and have their partners do the frequency profile. And invariably, I found that their partners were often very different in terms of their results on the frequency profile. Now, it's really important to note that that doesn't mean that successful relationships can't exist when people are different. In fact, for the most, time, most, most of the time, I've noticed that people are successful being on different ends of the spectrum, but there's some really important things that people have to do. So, for example, I would say to my patients, 
okay, I recognize that, for example, you're red, your partner is violet, there's going to be some challenges in having natural resonance. So here are some things that you can do to start to create resonance and also make sure you reset every single day so your redness, for example, isn't dragged up to a violet or vice versa. Okay, well, listen, I want to, uh, we need to take a short break, but I want to get back to that. We'll come back, just talk about some things that you can do to get into resonance with a partner and reset yourself. So, um, and before we do, I'd like to remind you that the replays of this show and all the Ecstatica radio shows are available streaming online or as MP3 downloads at ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X as in exciting, T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash S-H-O-W. And transcripts of the show are also available at ecstatica.com slash show. And I have a gift for my listeners. It's an hour-long audio and ebook called Beyond Orgasm, How to Have a More Deeply Connected Sexual Experience. And you can find that at, guess where, ecstatica.com on the homepage. So um, we're going to take a short break. And this is Ellen Etoff with Dr. Brett Wade. Stay tuned for more on Good Vibes for Love and Sex. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radio show at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. 
back, and this is Ellen Etoff with Dr. Brett Way discussing the Ikahi method and how being on the same wavelength can really make a difference in our relationships. And since we're talking about resonance today, I'd like to mention one other thing. As many of my listeners know, I work with various energetic technologies, and one of these I produced is special music for lovemaking infused with auditory pheromones. It's composed of 74 layers of resonant frequencies and is called Love Unbound. So if your sexual challenges include low libido, cultural inhibitions, feeling a bit out of, out of sync with your partner, or difficulty with female orgasm, you'll be interested to know that customers who play this music in the background while making love report repeatedly things like enhanced libido and arousal rates, deeper intimacy, uh, full body orgasms, more powerful and easier orgasms, often multiples for women for the first time release of cultural and religious inhibitions for greater spontaneity, easier communication about sexual needs and desires, and often a sense of spiritual union. So to learn more about that, go to getabettersexlife.com. Okay, back with Dr. Brett Wade here. Uh, when we went to break, we were talking about things you can do to um, enhance your connection with a partner who has a different base frequency than your own and how to reset your own. But before we address that, during the break, um, Brett offered uh, a free gift. So if you want to go to his website, which I recommend, and take um, the uh, his frequency profile, and it's, oh, I'm telling you prematurely, but here we go. Um, <laughs> it's ikahimethod.com. That's E-K-A-H-I-M-E-T-H-O-D, ikahimethod.com. And when you get there and you take his frequency profile, he said, after you do, send him an email and I take it your email address is on the website is that right that's correct yeah okay so um, send him an email tell him that you were listening to this show just say you listened to the Ecstatica show or you heard him with Ellen and tell him the color of your base frequency and then what are you going to do I will send that person a base frequency resetting candle so I have five different candles for obviously the five different uh, frequencies. Great. And so that's, that's just going to, let's just say that's going to be for people. I mean, you can't do it to everybody who um, does this an infinitum. This, this recording goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes and all over the internet. So right. um, we need to narrow this down. Is this for people that do this today, which is um, during the, li- the day of the live broadcast? Yeah, let's do, um, how about we do the first three people on the day okay. of the live broadcast today? And I'll do I'll give away good. three candles. Okay, sounds good. So as soon as the show's over, go and take um, the assessment for your base frequency. So back to um, connecting with a partner who has a, well, first of all, let's talk about what happens when, you've talked about what happens if two people are similar in their base frequency, that they feel connected, they feel resonant. I imagine that increases the amplitude of their base frequency. You feel more of what you are. So what about, what happens when two people are dissimilar? Right. So there are two phenomenons uh, in physics, and we call one of them constructive interference, which can be used, Mm -hmm. we'll say, synonymously with resonance. And constructive interference is that, again, raising of amplitude when two frequencies come together that are the same frequency. 
The opposite is called destructive interference, and this is a flattening of a resultant wave when two very different frequencies come together. They get and they kind of balance like a minus two and a plus two. They kind of end up at zero, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So that naturally tends to happen. And this partially explains why you can be in a room with somebody. They don't have to say anything, but there's something about it. They seem to really drain or flatten your energy, and that is where that likely is coming from, this sort of... Uh, lack of resonance, this lack of natural uh, similar frequencies. and it, You know, it's it so great to hear that because some, sometimes people feel like it's the person has bad vibes, but it's not. It's just that they're no. different vibes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's nothing good or bad about vibrations. Like, there's nothing good or bad about color. It just um, sometimes they just don't mix well. But, um, yeah, definitely nothing good or bad about them. Okay, so if you and your partner have... Very different base frequencies. What can you recommend? Right. And as I was saying earlier, this is a really common thing, and I really strongly suggest that people don't start trying to pick their partners according to base frequencies. Oh, I was going to get to that. (laughs) We'll get back. Probably not the best idea. I think there are many other factors which come into making really successful relationships, including, you know, some of uh, a personality, which is layered again on top of that. But if, assuming you and your partner don't have the same base frequency, you're going to have to obviously work at creating some resonance. And everybody knows that a good relationship takes some effort, no matter what. Even if you have natural resonance, you're going to have to work at it. So what I tell patients is, if, for example, again, you're on opposite ends of the spectrum or close to opposite ends, you're going to have to spend some time, one of you, or both of you preferably, trying to what I call frequency tune each other. And this doesn't have to happen all the time, but again, if we visualize a wave, when the wave is up, our energy is up, Both of us, if it happens at the same time, it's great. We feel lovely. We feel passionate. Everything goes well. When we're down in the trough or one of us is down in the trough, it's going to take a little bit of effort to bring that person or both of us back up. Frequency tuning is similar to taking the tuner on your radio station and just adjusting it a little bit. If you can imagine what it would sound like to listen to a radio station with static all the time. It's really annoying. It doesn't feel very good. But if we get people to learn how to slightly adjust it to be on the same wavelength as their partner, all of a sudden we create this resonance. Now this takes some intentional effort, and if you are red, you might be moving closer to a yellow, closer to your partner, for example, and by doing that, you create this, again, natural resonance. One of the easiest ways to do that, and there are are several ways I describe in the book to do it, but one of the easiest ways is to simply try to match their breathing rate. So we can sit across from one another and And once you get good at it, you can learn to see the movements of their body as they're breathing and just very subtly match it. Your partner shouldn't feel like you're trying to mimic them, but if you very subtly do it, it will create natural resonance. So again, frequency tune when the wave is low, try to bring it back up through that simple act of trying to match your breathing rate. Very interesting. Because this has been known in Tantra for eons that, you know, synchronizing our body rhythms and one of the most overt ways to do that is synchronizing your your breathing helps bring you into attunement with one another. And we think of how it, you know, may help your heart rate and your brain waves start to um, move into synchronization. But as a wave frequency, that's really a wonderful thing to hear. And that's 
why it can be so powerful in helping you to feel intimate with another person. Another, another dimension of that, um, one of those ancient pieces of wisdom. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of ancient wisdom, all this, this, this sort of notion of adjusting our frequencies or feeling frequencies, and I talk about this in the book, it's the second part of the Akahi Method, sensing external frequencies from other people. This was something that our ancestors were just natural at. We would know when somebody was in the room. We would know when somebody just something just didn't feel right or there was no uh, harmony or resonance. But we are not as good at it anymore, unfortunately, because we become so visual. Everything we judge is through our eyes. We have stopped relying on these really much more powerful senses. We're much more than five senses, in fact. We're many, many more oh, senses. Yeah. Than that. And as a result, if we, if we start to lose that and we just rely on our eyes, we can make some really serious errors in judgment when we're trying to choose a mate or even friendships. So our eyes can be misleading. Also, do you think it's because we're getting bombarded with so many other kinds of waves? Mm. You know, for since all of before all of us were born, of course, you know, radio and television frequencies, but now it's just so pervasive with the the yeah. cell towers and the Wi-Fi and everything that we're just, you know, living with all the time. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, I'm known in my my little fishbowl as the wave guy, and uh, electrosmog with that sort of this ubiquitous field of waves everywhere in our environment absolutely has an effect on it. In fact, this is some of my new research that I'm doing. So I built something called a Faraday cage in my home, and a Faraday cage is simply a well, it's basically a box, and it has a mesh on it, and inside that box, nothing can get in it. No wireless signals essentially can get in it. Uh, particularly of the microwave variety or cell phones, so unable to penetrate. When I built it, this fascinating thing happened. I took some of my children, who range in age from quite young up until their 20s, and I asked them just to go in it, and I didn't say anything. And instantly, when they went in it, they all said similar things without me prompting them. But the most fascinating thing was my uh, younger child. He went in there and he said, wow, this is really strange, Dad. My head feels really clear. Oh, uh, what are we doing? So yeah, yeah I have concerns about how this uh, electrosmog is affecting us, and I know a lot of people will try to say, well, the research isn't there. And first of all, that's not entirely true. The research is coming out, and I have lots of references in the book to some of those health effects. Yeah, there's a lot coming out. Yeah, yeah and I, have, I had a personal a, experience. Uh, in summer of 2012, I was river rafting in the Grand Canyon with my kids, and there's, except for the occasional satellite that passes over, um, there is no frequency that it, because it's below the horizon. Right, it, and it's, it's you know it's a mile or two down, and you can't they can't the there's no frequencies that get in there, which means you better take care of yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, I experienced the same thing. It was so powerful. And I noticed when we came out, all the young people on the trip they didn't like rush to get their cell phones. Mm, when, you know, it was really interesting. They they all felt it. Wow, oh, that's did. really really cool. Yeah, but yeah, so, I absolutely agree with you, Ellen. It does affect it does affect our brain waves. It affects our heart rate. And again, I've measured this, and it um, it, it is of some concern for sure. So, what are some things we can do, when, especially if you're around people at work or in your home that um, are in different frequencies than you? As you, I guess that means you're kind of either getting your wave flattened or you're kind of trying to adapt to others, which could probably be a bit demanding 
on the system. So you talked about getting back to your base. How do you do that? Right. So exactly as you said, in our day-to-day activities with dealings with different people and being in different environments, our base frequency not only can get pulled so we can move to a higher or lower frequency, but as you said, our then the wave height can also get flattened so we can lose our energy and then feel like we're living in static at the same time, which is just not a healthy place. Oh, but those are two different things. One is getting flattened and the other is what, just trying to change our own? Um, sorry, those are two different else? things. One thing you're saying is that your energy is getting flattened by somebody's frequency right. and the other is trying to adapt. That's it. Those are two different scenarios. Yeah, so, so both things okay. can happen, though. In, in, the, in a, an environment which is not natural to your base frequency, you can see that your wave will get flattened, which is a lack of energy, and again, your base frequency can get moved out if you're not careful to protect it. So what I, the most important thing that I teach patients, and I always say, you know, if you remember nothing else, just remember the need for you to go home at the end of the day um, or even periodically throughout the day, which it would be even better, and find that time for yourself to practice mindfulness. It's super important. There is great research to support mindfulness and the ability for it, in fact, to change, literally change the anatomy of our brain now. So I have patients regularly spend at least 10 to 15 minutes, preferably 20 or more, doing mindfulness and getting back to resetting their breathing rate and becoming, again, much more like themselves, clearing the static, if you will. And yeah, for those who aren't familiar with mindfulness meditation, and um, there's, a, there's a slight distinction between mindfulness meditation and mindfulness. Can you just give a, a quick description for those who aren't so familiar with it? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, as you point out, there's many different kinds of uh, meditation. And the one that I recommend to my patients, and I just find it works quite well for most people, is just to be aware of breathing. And that's all I have them do. So mindfulness is okay. to um, allow thoughts to enter into, your, uh, enter into your consciousness and then just to let them go. So there's a, a lack of no controlling of thoughts per se. And the only thing that they're really to focus on during that period of time is just simply breathing. And sometimes it can be challenging. It, most people would agree if you've tried any form of meditation, sometimes when you first start doing it, it seems difficult. So I teach people how to develop anchors. You need an anchor to help yourself. And the anchors that I've developed are this, I've developed a body spray, a roll-on, and a candle, all with these essential oils which are helping people, again, develop the anchor. So you spray, light the candle, and then practice your mindfulness. And it deepens that, that, that uh, mindfulness experience. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so you talk about how um, we can temporarily change our own base frequency to kind of fake it, to be like another base frequency. So how do we actually do that and why would we want to? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, it's, you know... I mean, I guess maybe so we can kind of tune into somebody else, but... Yeah, um. that's right. You know, I, even though I teach this and I write about it in the book, in my day-to-day goings-on with people, I probably only do it maybe once or twice a week. It's not a regular thing that I do. In fact, I only do it as needed. So I might be, again, having a situation where I'm at a team meeting. In fact, this happened today. I've got five people around a table. We're having a discussion, and there's this one person that clearly is not the same base frequency as me, and we regularly get into these challenging situations where we're not seeing eye to eye. Now, I could just let that go and just walk away and say, well, I'm just going to be me, and he's going to be him, and that's that. But if I choose to just match him for a second, and I, what I do in my matching, again, is I match his breathing rate, 
I match the rate of his speech. It's very subtle. And almost instantly, we seem to both get along. So we both benefit from this exchange. This, this simple act of me just adjusting my bass frequency causes this natural resonance. We're really easy to do. And again, we both benefit. But the important part is that I recognize that I, when I go away from that situation, I must reset. So I walk outside, settle myself down, or I can even do it right there in the meeting, but reset myself. So it's great for not just relationships, but business, uh, not just personal relationships, but a business relationship as well. It can go really well. I've used it also to negotiate um, when making a purchase. I had to buy a new dishwasher recently, and that was an effective way of making myself and that salesman sort of feel like we naturally got along. And we both, I think, walked away feeling like, you yeah, know, that was a good exchange. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also used in NLP to some degree, uh, neuro-linguistic programming. Is, yeah. So I can see and why I, that, that technique may be helping to res- get you into a similar wave, which is um, probably one of the reasons it works. Exactly. So um, we're going to take a break in just a moment. But, but briefly, um, would you be saying that the notion that opposites attract is a myth then? In terms of a base frequency, it definitely isn't true. Um, in terms of personality, that could be. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's um, a contrast there. And exactly. do you, would you say that, there, have you noticed, maybe you don't know scientifically, but is there sort of a bell curve of how people's base frequencies are spread out in the population? There, there definitely is a bell curve. And in fact, it's really right in the middle of my five colors, if you will. So I have, when most people do the profile, I get more yellows and greens um, and blues than I do the other ends, reds and violets. I see. Okay. So um, we're going to take our final last break. Uh, this is Ellen Etoff with Dr. Brett Wade. And you can get replays of this program and all Ecstatica radio episodes plus the transcripts of the shows at ecstatica.com slash show. That's E-X-T-A-T-I-C-A dot com slash S-H-O-W. We'll be right back to get into more juicy details about how waves can affect your relationships and your sex life. We've got to get to that. Okay, be right back. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. It's being called the easiest way to have mind-blowing sex. Why? Because it turns average sex into incredible sex without you doing anything different. And today, you can see it for yourself in a free report. Learn how easy it is to stimulate greater sexual passion, enhance libido, and easier multiple orgasms for women. Experience new levels of intimacy as old sexual inhibitions melt away. And it all happens when you simply play a special type of music while you make love. How is it possible that nothing more than just playing music can give you such incredible sexual encounters? Because this music is enhanced with a special technology called auditory pheromones. 
Learn how scientifically proven auditory pheromones unleash a wave of sexual passion, intimacy, and pleasure, and free the body to experience maximum arousal and stimulation. Get your free auditory pheromones report today at musicforbettersex.com. That's musicforbettersex.com. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. This is Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life. Do you have questions or comments for Ellen Etoff or her guests? Call in live at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to radioshow at ecstatica.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ellen Etoff with Dr. Brett Wade discussing good vibes for love and sex, why being on the same wavelength matters. And Dr. Brett Wade is the author of the Ikahi Method, which means in Hawaiian, uh, Ikahi means one, which is a very cool word to use there. So um, let's get to the sex part. Mm-hmm. Um, would you, there's, there's living together and there's there's the sexual aspect of a relationship. And, of course, there can be the sexual aspect of a relationship when you don't live together. But I guess I'd like to f- understand a little how um, your base frequencies affect um, attraction to another person, you know, like that immediate attraction or not, that sense of chemistry and, and compatibility, both um, living together and sexual compatibility, and if there's right. any connection there. Yeah, I definitely think there is. Uh, I'm going to start with the question of compatibility. And, and I think really what... Compatibility for living together? Living together, sure. Okay, or okay. even... Yeah, well, let's go with living together. I think okay. in, in terms of finding a successful relationship with a compatible couple, I think really what it requires is it requires two people who are willing to do the work. And do the work is... Maybe work sounds like a bad word, but really work is what energy is, right? Energy is the ability to do work. So two mm. people have to be prepared to put energy into it. And so that's what I think compatibility is. It's two people coming into this relationship saying, I'm willing when we aren't clicking and our love life isn't working, I'm willing to put the work into it. And to me, that's the essence of a compatible relationship. Beyond that, if we look at base frequency, it's relatively easy for two base frequencies when they're the same or similar base frequencies, when they come together, they naturally are going to describe this resonance. So let's take the example of two people at a cocktail party. They walk in, they're both blues, for example. That, those two blue people will naturally have this affinity towards one another. They're going to actually have the same body movements, they'll have the same rate of speech, 
and they will feel this natural connection, natural sparks, and that is easy. So those two people in terms of um, sex are just going to naturally have this, again, fireworks between them. It's going to be easy. Their energy is going to raise. When we get people of different base frequencies together, again, this, the issue of compatibility is are you willing to do the work for that energy? Sometimes, even when we are of opposite base frequencies, our energies will still hit. They'll still come up. But if they're not, we're going to need to do that work. And what is that work again? Well, part of it is frequency tuning. It's spending some time, one of us or both of us, just trying to kind of match each other's energy. And it can be a fun activity to do with your partner, sit across from one another um, and start again by just trying to match each other's breathing. To get a really good handle on it, sometimes it's, if people are okay with this, sometimes it works really well to take your hand, put it on your partner's tummy, have their hand on yours, and try to match your breathing. It's a really powerful technique, and it works extremely It's nice to well. do when you're cuddling in bed, too. If you yeah, for spoon exactly. style, the person in back can put their hand on the other partner's um, you know, diaphragm or, or chest yeah. or stomach and um, try to breathe together in that way. And you can feel mm. the other parties breathing on your back also if you're in the, mm, yeah. on the inside. So that's an easy way to breathe together. Absolutely. Are there anything besides breathing together that can bring you into um, a similar frequency? Yeah, here, here's one that I, I tell people all the time in my seminars, and, and some people laugh at me, but I, I always say, never discount the importance of dancing. <laughs> in oh, our culture, yeah. North American culture, most of us are not really comfortable with dancing, and it's really a shame because uh, we need to get a lot more comfortable with it. Especially dancing partner is, dancing, yes. Absolutely. And there is just a lovely thing that happens with dancing. Of course, it is the natural movement of your body. And when I watch people dance, I like to dance, their base frequency comes out as they dance, and it's a beautiful expression. So when I see a violet, for example, the high-frequency dance, they're kinetic. They've got lots of movement. And when I see the red dancing, it's this beautiful, slow, rhythmic movement. Oh, when and it's solo dancing. Is that what you're describing? Pardon me? When they're dancing alone, sort of free dancing? Yeah, absolutely. Got it, yeah. And then when you come together, so here's a great way, again, to frequency tune with your partner things aren't going well, as hard as it may seem, you're in a low trough, a low point in your relationship, get together and dance. Put on your favorite music, a piece that both of you agree that you like, and as silly as it seems, dance. Because as soon as you can start to match your movements, particularly if you're close to each other and, and moving and dancing together, it automatically will create some natural resonance. And it's almost guaranteed to bring up your energy. It works so well. So dancing, I think, is a really powerful way of, again, creating that resonance between each other. And when you say bring up your energy, you don't mean just to feel more energetic, but you mean to bring up the sort of compatible yeah, resonance? Yeah, bring up the waves. Yeah, bring both your waves up. So um, whether it's That's why dancing is so sexy, just, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think most people would agree when we talk about sex, if you're not feeling energetic, or in other words, your wave is low, it's... It, really difficult to make that happen. So how can you bring it up? Well, you bring it up with resonance. And there, um, there's a couple ways I've just mentioned. One, again, with matching each other's breathing. Dancing together is another one. Another way is to, what I call in the book, it's nourish with resonant frequencies. Nourish yourself. Surround yourself with the things that bring you up. Yes, I know. Most one of them of you us. mentioned was that, to find the music that makes you feel good, right? Music, yeah. Music is one of the most powerful 
waves that we have. It's obviously a sound wave. And certain pieces of music really are effective at bringing people up. And I love to ask people, what is your favorite music that really makes you feel good, really brings you up? And conversely, sometimes if we're feeling too high for too long, we need that piece of music to bring us back down. So I give this as an exercise to people in the book and in my seminars. I'm like, I want you to write down five things that raise your energy and five things that can help bring it back down. You really need to know what those are because sometimes we forget. You know, we come home and we're feeling really low in energy. Um, again, I recommend you base frequency reset. That's mindfulness. But then find those things that help bring you back up. Not only mindfulness, but also maybe against that music, maybe it's sound, uh, maybe it smells. Uh, smells are gas. Gas is atoms, travels in a wave. So do these things that we need to do to bring ourselves back up. Food is another lovely form of nourishing with resonant frequencies. So to me, the ultimate romantic night would be both of people reset to their base frequencies. They come together. They match each other through frequency tuning. They maybe match breathing. They dance and then they listen to music they both like and cook a meal that they both like. And that is just, to me, the ultimate form of bringing two waves together to create beautiful resonance. Oh, that sounds lovely. And then, you know, it just sounds like that could naturally unfold into um, resonant lovemaking. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, one of my seminars, great. I was, uh, teaching this, and a guy came back, he was coming back for the second time, and he said, Brett, I want to tell you, the most amazing thing that happened. He said, I did what you said, you know, before my wife and I, we weren't feeling very sexy, so we, you know, put on some music, we matched breathing, we danced, had a nice meal, and then when we were making love, we matched breathing during lovemaking. And he said, it's the first time they've had a mutual orgasm ever. Mm. And I believe there's something to it. That oh, happens. yeah. No, that's Thanks. very powerful. I recommend yeah. that myself. To, you mm-hmm. know, to it makes a lot of sense. To people, yes. So, you know, speaking of this, um, do, do these, these frequencies correlate with the chakras? That's a great question. You know, I get asked that a lot. And I'm sure you do, because there's a follow-up yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, my, my initial answer is, I, I'm quite honestly, I'm not sure, um, because I try to be very cautious about talking only about the stuff that I know. So chakras, I believe in them, but my level of knowledge about them is more, it's, it's just a little bit more limited. But what I hear is what I know about chakras, and here's what I know about energy. So if I can take, um, for example, acupuncture points for just a second. Acupuncture points are points in the body which are more energetic. And in fact, it's really neat because they correlate to something called a motor point, which is a point where a nerve enters a muscle. So these are overlapped with each other. And then if we look at chakras, these are these specific points, of course, where energy naturally will kind of flow through the body. And they all seem to correlate, when I look at it anyway, with these um, parts of our body, which large groups of nerves exist. There's a lot of energy where those chakras enter and exit. So uh, as far as do the base frequencies correlate chakras, it's a possibility. I haven't looked at enough in terms of comparing them, but I will say that, yes, they're both energy, and what I know about chakras is that their energy can change. It can go, uh, the chakra energy can leave at a further distance and be felt much closer when things aren't going well. So 
but the only thing I don't know about is the colors. I mean, I'm not sure how exactly that that uh, overlaps. But right. Well, yeah. the the sort of corollary question I was going to get to is: it in the personal growth or spiritual growth movement? There's a lot of talk about raising your frequency. Yeah. And would this suggest speeding? You know, people talk about a higher frequency being. Um, quote, better or more spiritual, of course, it's less grounded. There's always the balance. But um, would this suggest speeding up your frequency to shorter wavelengths, like from red to violet, or just what thoughts might you have about that? Yeah, that's a good question. I hear about that a lot, too. And, um, you know, first of all, I I do still believe that, you know, your your base frequency is your base frequency. However, as I've said many times, is that you can adjust it. You certainly can change that. And there might be times that a person would want to do that. Perhaps it's, um, if we look at it more from a spiritual perspective, by adjusting our brainwaves, by adjusting our base frequency, we can sort of connect to um, things outside of us that, that might be possible. Speaking of higher frequencies, you know, we, I'm sure you've heard of Schumann resonances, this yes. background frequency of our Earth. And um, also, I'm sure your listeners, too, are familiar with the fact that the Schumann resonances, that background frequency of our planet created by those lightning strikes going off all the time, is about 7.83 hertz, which perfectly matches the alpha brain state. There is evidence to suggest, however, that that background frequency is growing. In other words, becoming higher, a higher frequency. We're moving up. And that might be electrosmog creating that. It's hard to say. But if that goes up, it makes sense to me that our natural base frequencies all might be moving up, whether we want them to or not. If we are so in tune with nature, it's possible we are moving with it. Yeah, and I I imagine nature is a good tuner for everybody. Yeah. Um, One thing I do want to ask about online dating for those who aren't, um, who are still looking for a partner, and that is um, if you wanted to cut down the the time needed to to cull through possible partners, would you say that we're affected by these frequencies over the phone? Mm. Once you get good at sensing external frequencies, it does help. Um, so what I listen for when I'm just using my auditory system is I'll listen for rate of speech and, and pitch, which, well, they're very similar. But I listen to how fast somebody talks and the speed in which a, a person will naturally talk if they're not pressured in their speech, if they're feeling comfortable and relaxed, mm-hmm. tells me a little bit about what their base frequency might be. Um, so... It is useful. I mean, again, if I was to recommend anything to make sure that um, a person isn't picking a partner based just on one sense alone. And that's one of the challenges I see with Internet dating is it starts off visual and then hopefully brings in at least auditory. And then what we obviously hope is when you do get a face-to-face meeting that it is um, you pick up the other stuff. You, you really start to really sense it effectively, the other person's base frequency. Again, that doesn't mean you wouldn't choose them based on that, but it does tell you what kind of efforts you might be putting into that relationship based on the fact if they are, for example, a very different base frequency than yourself. Right. Well, listen, we're going to have to wrap this up. I want to make sure everybody knows that your website is ikahimethod.com, E-K-A-H-I, method.com. That's where you can take Dr. Wade's frequency profile. And if you're one of the first three that do so and email him and say you heard about it on this show, he's going to send you a 
bass frequency candle, which is such a wonderful thing. Thank you so much. And if you'd like a transcript or the replay of the show, go to ecstatica.com slash show. So thank you so much, Dr. Brett Wade, for being here and sharing so much. And oh, by the way, you should get his book called The Ikahi Method. And I guess you can get that on Amazon and probably everywhere else, right? Yes, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and, of course, on my website. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and thank you all for listening to Ecstatica. This is Ellen Etoff in support of you having an erotic, ecstatic love life. We hope you've learned from and enjoyed the show today. Join us again for another stimulating hour of Ecstatica, the way to an erotic, ecstatic love life with your host, Ellen Etoff, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, enjoy the best sex of your life. 